Oh, jam! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fun-filled episode, theoretically, of Monday Night Magic here on twitch.tv slash themanapool. I'm fun Chewy. Not guaranteed. What? What's not guaranteed? Fun not guaranteed, but is not available in all 50 states. Yes, if, if fun there are only is... 46. Uh, if, if fun is uh, something something not available in all regions, I can't remember. Yeah. How that goes, but... I don't know. We're back. Utah. What? Yeah, we're back. So last <laughs> week, we didn't do a show because nothing happened, right? That's why we didn't it do a show last week. It was a pre-release weekend, so yeah. nothing was relevant. Yeah, the only thing There's that happened... There's typically no news around a pre-release, so... Yeah, the only thing that there was to even talk about was the new secret layer, but we'll get to that in a minute. Right. And other than that, yeah, we had actually literally nothing so we didn't do a show hey yeah but now we're back so i'm chewy hello hi chewy hello i'm the one that you always see on the switch channel if you come to the switch channel because i'm the one that's on it uh over there the the pale one is squee (laughs) yay colors and then over there the one with glasses is clues I am beyond the pale. That was a Jim Gaffigan stand-up uh, special. I, I am not a that. Lot of things. He is not that. Clues is the murder horse. What? I guess I'm the murder horse in this example. Let's keep talking. Magic. The <laughs> Gathering. What? Deck builder game. You are a planeswalker. <laughs> Wait, I am? Yeah, turns out. Yeah, you all yeah, along, clues. When your wife tore her MCL, you uh, your spark ignited. <laughs> Not her spark. <laughs> all you have is counter magic, so you refuse to use it. Oh God! <clears throat> You're the reason no one else gets to use magic clues. It's all you. Yeah. Thanks, clues. Anyway, so yes, as you can tell, we're out of practice because we took a week off. But then before that, we took three weeks off. Yeah, like three weeks off. So we're we're horribly out of practice on how our to do average this for the last two months is terrible. And to be honest, thing. we might not have been very good at this before we got out of practice. So. Clearly. So let's uh, let's just get right in it, shall we? Blam. So yes, the Why? secret layer year of the rat was announced with less than two weeks to spare. It's available, well, I think right now. Right now. Exactly right, right now, if you're if watching you're, live. If you're watching live. But if you're not watching live and you wanted one, then you you knew about it already. Let's be real. I, I hope you knew about it, because... Yeah, I hope so, because... Yeah. You missed it. Uh, but I it's... didn't. I ordered one. Sheep? It's, it's. I mean, a rat? No, I mean... look. Hold on, hold on. I got a reason for this. Reason My for wife it. has a rat's EDH deck. This is the perfect product for that. That is, yeah. So, so ta-da. It's, remember, the secret layer things are available for 24 hours, and that's it. Because you make more money if you add urgency to it. It's true. And you get an alternate art Maronar, who is way too cute compared to the original art. Yeah. Totes adorable. Like, here's the original art. You can sort of make that out. He's, he's gross. And then this is alternate art. 
Uh, we've got Pack Rat, which is even more adorable. Yeah. And then you've got this really sweet uh, Ink Eyes Servant of Oni. Done in this, yeah. like, uh, what, do you, what do you call this? It's like a black and white, like a charcoal style, maybe, sort of, kind of? A little. I don't know how you what you call that, but it's it's really pretty. And then you've got Rat Colony, which is actually like rats. Like, as uh, Aleph Cat put it, it's the first rat in Magic that actually looks like it was drawn by someone who has ever seen a rat ever. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. <coughs> and yeah, that's that's what you get. You also get your. Uh, Planeswalker, the foil, stained glass Planeswalker thing. These are all foil, by the way. Oh, you get five rat colonies, by the way. Excuse me. Yeah. I, I didn't say that. Yeah. A deck may have any number of rat colonies. Yeah. Including so I five. settled for four. <laughs> and so, yeah, there you go. Again, it's it's available today. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you missed... Well, wait, wait, no, no. It's 9 a.m. Pacific time, right? Right, so you you have a tiny window. Yeah, so if you're watching this on YouTube, as soon as it goes public, you've got like two hours left. You better jump on it now. Hurry We're up. sorry we wasted so much time telling you. Yep. I am not. Now go. And it is $40, and it comes in a box. The box <laughs> oh, is nice. Yeah. It's yeah. mostly empty, the box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there you go. There's a bunch of places where it can and cannot be shipped, and you have to pay customs and duties and whatnot in some of them, blah, 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 blah. We're not going to go over all that because, you know, you can... Because yep. offer not valid in Utah. Utah's not real. I've never seen it. Yeah. So anyway, that was the one thing from last week. So there you go. That was last week's episode of... Uh, so that Monday was episode 679, last week's Monday Night Magic. Now on to 679, this week's Monday Night Magic. Correct. So, uh, as you may or may not know, this year is the partial season for the competitive play thing. See, look, puzzling in chat just says, my brother lives in Utah. I can confirm it is not real. See, Steph lives in Utah. Totally not real. Not at all. I like to think that Steph is trolling me hard with that one. <laughs> They've just been telling me for years that this is a place that she has seen and eaten food at. And I'm just, I'm not buying it, but, you know, I appreciate her commitment to the joke. <laughs> uh, so next up, yeah, like I said, this this is the, the partial season. So uh, we have announced the list of who is in the Rivals League and the Magic Pro League this year. So let's start with the Rivals League because they're, you know, the they're like the They're fighting their way to pro. D double A? Triple A? I can't remember how that works in baseball. They're the farm team, let's say. Sure. Quite the Bush League. The Bush League. Yeah, there you go. So we've got uh, a bunch of people you've literally never heard of in here, like uh, Lucas Esper Bertud and Kai Bud. Nope, never heard of him. In the Bush League? In the Bush League. Yeah, this, huh. is, this is the Bush League, yeah. But yeah, we've got uh, Lucas Esper Bertud. Kai Buddha is, is 
here. Look at that. Uh, Stanislav Sifka is here until another game comes out that he wants to jump ship to. Then he'll drop. Uh, Come on, Puzzle Quest. I mean, I, I, make, I say that lightly, but he's done that like three times in the last few yeah. years. Puzzle I think Quest? he only came back to Magic yeah. because all the other ones died. <clears throat> like, didn't Stan jump on... Uh, what was the Valve one that, that crashed hard? Uh, I, I don't remember. But well, I it's all, right. It was so short-lived that I don't remember. What'd you say, Clues? Half-Life 3. Half-Life 3. No, Artifact. Thank you, Stark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Stan is one of those guys who went hard on Artifact, and then Artifact went... Pfft. So mm-hmm. he had to regroup and throw himself back into Magic. And look! He made it into the Rivals League. Uh, we've got uh, Luis Del Tour... Kenji Igashira, Jessica Esther. I hate when I mouse over the people it flips over and there's nothing there. Yeah, that actually bothers me. Making you work for that little bio button at the bottom. It really You know, is. they could have at least made the back, when, when they flip over, you could have at least made that a magic back. Something? Yeah. I would yeah. have been entertained if it was actually a picture of their back. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a lot funnier. That would have been epic. Uh, we've got uh, Jessica Estefan, Eric Froelich, uh, Simon Gertsen from Germany, uh, Beatrice Grancha, Emma Handy, Christian Hawk, Alexander Hain, Yoshi. <coughs> I'm allergic to this guy, apparently. Excuse me. Barely. Uh, Yoshihiko Ikawa, Ellie Cassis, Gregor Kowalski, uh, Matthias, Matthias Leverato, uh, Eli Loveman, Noah Ma. Theo Motier, I think is how you say that. Matt Nass, Greg Orange, Sebastian Pozzo, John Rolfe, Luis Salvato, Bernardo. Hang on. No? Okay. Sorry. Bernardo Santos, Luis Scott Vargas, Thorolf Severin, Mike Sigrist, Miguel de Cruz Samoas. I hope I didn't screw that up too bad. Matt Sperling, Ben Stark, and Allie Warfield. Whew. So, yeah, there you go. There's your Rivals League. I gotta say that Thorolf Severin has the coolest name on this list. That's some token nonsense right there, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's like he stepped out of Beowulf, ready to kick some ass. Okay, so refresh my memory. How does one get into the Rivals League, and where do they go from there? We don't have 20 minutes, Clues. Yeah. I know, that's yeah. my point. <laughs> uh, but it, it you can work your way into the Rivals League through a variety of ways, and then from there, you can either drop back out or go to the MPL, which is the Magic Pro League. Now, this is this is the first class of Rivals League, because remember last year, this wasn't the thing yet. This is the Space Jam League. Because they're, they're, it, it really seems like OP is just throwing this together as they go. So the first year, we had the Magic Pro League and no way to get into it and no idea what happened next year. Just all of that. But now we have we have paths, and it's cool. If you would like to know... What those paths are, go look it up, because we neither know, nor are we going to explain like, it to you. We, we've gone over the chart several times over several incarnations. Whatever thing you're doing in Magic, there's probably a way to get there eventually. But if your goal is to get there, you should not be listening to us for how to get there. Exactly. Go do that. <laughs> so, the uh, Magic Pro League this year, who we have... Brian Bronduin, Autumn Burchett, Marcio Carvalho, Andrew Cunio, 
Paulo Vitor Damodarosa, uh, Jean-Emmanuel Dupra. I think that's how you say his name. French is, is, eludes me. I'm sorry. Uh, Javier Dominguez, Reed Duke, uh, Peter Glogowski, William Jensen, Martin Juza, who is live now, apparently. Hey, look at that. That's that's actually a really nice. That's touch. a neat feature. Yeah. I didn't know that. Huh. Uh, Chris Kvartek, Raf Levy, Seth Manfield, Andrea Mingucci, Gab Nassif. Dear God, these these are a bunch of other people you've also never heard of, right? <clears throat> uh, Brad Nelson, Carlos Ramal, Ray Sato, Lee Shi Chan, Shahar Shenhar, Andre Strosky, Shota Yasuoka, and Ken Yukihiro. And the Beast Father, Aaron Goodwin. Aaron Goodwin. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so yeah, th- those are your pros and your people chasing the pros, your rivals, if you will, for, uh, the 2020 partial season. Huh. I can confirm if you click on the, uh, the link, it does take you to their live stream. I yeah. would hope so. Yeah. Jusa and Manfield are both live right now, apparently. Which means it's not updated in real time. It's updated it is not. when you refresh yeah. the page. Hang on, let me hit refresh. Hey, look at that. There you go. So that's that's who you have to pull for or against or whatever next year. Yeah. These are some of the, the biggest names ever? <laughs> to the play biggest Magic? names currently playing, probably. Oh, uh, this is definitely the biggest names currently playing, but it's also some of the biggest names previously. I mean, you've got Kaiboda yeah. and LSV up in here. Although yeah. I guess LSV technically is still currently playing, since he did do really well in something not long ago. I've had a lot of crap going on. That, that stuff doesn't get stored anymore, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good luck to everyone. I hope that the partial season is not a giant zoo. Huh. Want to believe, man. I mean, it wouldn't have anything to do with uh, the players if it was. It's more, you know, OP. That's yeah. organized play, not overpowered. That's a different card game. <laughs> is that another one Stansifka is trying to jump to? <laughs> I hope not. He's late. He's real late if he's going to overpowered. Huh. Uh, so that's that we had, we had a set release, which means there are tournament rules, release notes. Uh, I don't think there's anything fancy going on here. It says they're just housekeeping changes and rules updates to go with the new stuff. Uh, the IPG update, the infraction procedure guide is also, look, this is, it didn't ask me to do this, like just a short Oh, it's because I clicked on the wrong link. Where did Toby Elliott? There it is. Uh, look, this is all Toby Elliott wrote. Is that right there? It's a tiny uh, No, little... actually, if you click on the read more, he did write more. Oh, he did? Yeah, it's not oh, much more. Monster. There's oh, there's wow. really not a whole lot to see in this one. Wow, there really isn't. Yeah. That's still more than I thought. I, I don't know why I didn't see the read more. But yeah, nothing super important, I'm guessing. Uh no, not really. No, no, just a lot of little stuff. So if you're a, if you're a judge, go read this. Otherwise, move along. Yeah. 
And when Clues says that, you know there's nothing here because Clues likes to go into detail on some of this crap that players. I, I do sometimes, yeah, yeah. But yeah, look, I've I've already died on many hills, and my soapbox is it's so tall. I I just don't want to climb on it. <laughs> so the important thing to remember is that he said that right now, because soon, yeah, soon <clears throat> he's yeah. getting the step stool right now. For those of you listening so... in audio, that's what he's doing. For those of you watching, I'm a liar. So tired. <laughs> okay, then. Call call down to ladder 49 and get him to come out because Clues is up on his soapbox and can't get off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, ladder 49, it's him again. Jesus. It's more of a soap tower at this point. Put a tower is it ivory already? soap? <laughs> of course. Yeah, because he works at a college. Obviously. <laughs> anyway, uh, get it? Ivory Tower? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, we got it. We got it. Jokes are funnier if you explain them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which explains string theory. Go on. Oh, man. Would you like to explain string theory? No, you would not. <laughs> no, I would not. You are made of rubber bands. That's string theory, everybody. We'll talk later. <laughs> Not just you, but the person next to you, too. <laughs> Look around you. Look to the person to your left and the person to your right. All three of you are rubber bands. <laughs> hey, thanks for the follow, Endeavor LK. Welcome to the pool. Huh. <laughs> Whew. Okay, I'm okay. I'm no right. running, no jumping, no diving. Uh, no, no dying. No dying. You can run, jump, and dive all you want. It's not that kind of pool. Alright, so, now we've got... Wow, I don't like that I can't read the names on the screen. I have to wait for the email to pop up to tell me who these people are. The email. The email. The email. Oh, what? What? Oh, the email. The email. Except I'm not getting the email. So, hey, thanks for the follow, other person. The Seriously? follow. The follow. Uh, uh, the follow. It started with an M. But the way I've got my my screen set up, I can't actually see what that said. Mirko Fox? Okay. Thank you, MTG Dad. I appreciate you. Welcome to the pool. Thank you for the follow. All that good stuff. Now, uh, more stuff to talk about. We've got the, oh God, the Magic the Gathering Creator Program. Tell us more. There is not much more to tell. So if you play Arena and yeah. you're a uh, you're a streamer, then you can Look, there's another person. Lego Peep. Peep. Lego Peep 99. Thank you for the follow. I didn't get an email about the second person, but I got the Lego Peep email. I'm so confused. Is, is that a peep made of Legos or Legos made of peeps? Either one is terrifying beyond all reason. Existential horror knows no limits, Clues. Yeah. All right. So anyway, yeah, the uh, creator program uh, lets you have this weird metagame of, like, things to do in Arena while you're streaming. Yeah. They're like achievements, except... They remind me of those achievement cards that they would give you at pre-releases. Yeah. Just for uh, while you're streaming. Okay. So, like, if I stream against another streamer, 
I get like a check. And if I can fill up my card, I get a basic land. I mean, <laughs> closer than you should be. <laughs> yeah. So like it says win a game where your opening hand is all mana or stream for at least four hours while playing magic arena or raid a streamer three times who has a maximum of 30 viewers with at least 50 viewers. So yeah. So let's like stuff I could never do because one, I despise magic arena and two, I don't have that many, you know, people. So, but yeah, it, I don't, it's an attempt. It's an attempt to do something to engage the community, I guess, because gamers love, uh, to fill up a bar. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say gamers love to game. Yeah, which yeah, gamification is a very powerful motivator. It is. That's why uh, mobile games are so big because you spend uh, the mobile games are most of the mobile games that I've played that I don't anymore. I look back on it and I'm like, how in God's name did I did I ever play this? Because this is not fun. But the entire thing is filling up bars, and it's very psychologically like appealing and you want to do you it. You know, you know, Chewie, I have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. That, that behavior is a complete, get away from the cookies right now. <laughs> Incidentally, I'm still running cookie clicker on, on this screen. If you ever see me folks who are watching the stream. Okay. If you look at the camera, if I look up here, it's cause I'm looking at cookie clicker. I've got a whole nother monitor just so I can see cookie Clues. clicker. While I've got I'm so glad you're not on drugs because we'd never get you off of them. If you were, no, you would not. Cookie clicker is my drug. Or oh. my anti-drug? Oh, hell, I don't know how this works. Yeah, you're you're right. So chat just pointed out that uh, originally this paragraph here said, one, what are these challenges, you ask? Well, they could be anything. One might ask you to stream for four hours straight. Yeah, when I looked at this this morning, that said 12 hours straight. I'm pretty sure. And apparently they took some heat on Twitter for that, so they... Uh, they changed well, it. <laughs> yeah, because it's not healthy. It is not, no. yeah. I imagine someone in their own team said, don't tell them to do that. That's not healthy. Lord. <clears throat> There's a reason your dad in Earthbound calls you after you've been playing for a few hours. It's because you should stop. <laughs> but yeah, it says challenges are meant to reward you for creating fun and engaging content with and for your community. And apparently they're going to give you rewards. They're starting off with gem codes. For you and ICR codes for your community. What's IC? individual card rewards, right? Yeah. Hurrah. But I'm sure they'll ramp it up, and some of the more difficult <clears throat> ones, like the stream for 12 hours, will have bigger rewards. But whatever. I said, as someone who doesn't play arena at all, because, and I'm still getting questions about this. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I learned when Magic Arena came out that I don't like Magic enough to play Magic. For magic's sake. I play magic to play with my friends. I don't mm-hmm. play magic because I love magic enough to play it. I love magic. I don't love playing magic, it turns out. Especially not a digital version of it. It's awful. Magic is a social experience for you. Yeah. Now, if you like it, that's awesome. I'm glad you like it. Then go go play all you want. I can't do it. I It's not fun for me, and I can't stream things that aren't fun. So, Apologies. I wouldn't. You don't have, need to apologize. I wouldn't have gone off on that tiny little soapbox, but I got a question 
just a couple days. What would it get you to play Magic Arena? I'm like, it wouldn't. <laughs> and it's from a person would who you knows do better. It for a chewy snack. <laughs> Shut would up. Would you do it for two chewy snacks? If chewy snacks are hundred dollar bills, I might. <laughs> okay, be careful when you start putting a price out there. Uh, look, if someone's going to give me a hundred dollar bill to stream Arena for an hour, I will totally stream Arena for an hour. <laughs> All right, he said it. There you go, everybody. Like, tell you for five hundred dollars, I'll stream it for four hours. There you go, everybody. Start that Kickstarter. Yeah, please, because I could use five hundred dollars for four hours of work and misery. It's actually it would actually be four hours of misery. But anyway, played so, games for misery before. Yeah, but usually for charity. No, most of the games I played for charity, I enjoyed. <sighs> I forgot about the. I completely forgot about my uh, charity stream this year. I pushed uh, because of all the stuff in my personal life that was going on. I pushed it from like November, December to February, and here it is, a few days from February, and I've not thought about it at all. Okay, well, that's good news. It's not yet February. True, but well, it takes a lot of planning to get that sort of thing up. We've and running. established what you will do for money. And Have gonna... you considered streaming? No, I'm not even going to say. No. It. Please don't. No, because I'm not okay. going to stream. That's greener. You're for welcome. Anyway, there's another thing here: the Greenlight Fund. And yes, I, I got extra southern when I said that because anytime I see something fund, I think of like uh, my, my nana's Southern Baptist Church and their like building fund. So we're going to pass around that their plate, and we're going to raise all the money we need for the Greenlight Fund. Exactly. Yeah. So the Greenlight Fund is a one million dollar fund that Watsi has set aside to seed new Magic series. It says, over the years, Wizards has supported magic series like Game Nights. Who does Game Nights? I couldn't tell you. Oh, my God. I don't watch any of these. Game Nights. Isn't that uh, uh, Freddie Wong? Is that Game Nights? I would believe that, but Jimmy I do Wong? not know. Those guys? Command Zone. Jay Spencer, that doesn't actually tell me anything. The point is, people that already have a giant audience. Uh, Friday Nights. Which is Loading Ready Run and was awesome. And already has a giant audience. And What the Deck, which is Day 9, already has a giant audience. So there's that. <clears throat> but it says, it lets, uh, the Greenlight Fund lets us invest in the next big wave of community content. We're looking for magic content creators who want to push their communities to new heights and realize their full potential. To be considered, applicants must submit a detailed pitch through a challenge that will go live within the Magic Creator program in the near future. What? You have to be Wait, in so the Creator one's... program to pitch your ideas to the Greenlight Fund. Oh. And this one's an announcement that an announcement is coming. I don't know why we still point that out, because that's how yeah. things are done these days. I know, I'm just, one day they won't. I think that makes more sense for this one, because they're actually expecting you to make a pitch. Yeah. Giving heads up is a good thing in that context. Well, yeah, but, you know, they... They could just make the deadline longer, right? And still give you time if they just denounced it all now. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, they're saying everything from smaller $5,000 ideas, because that's small, to massive $250,000 ideas will be evaluated and potentially funded via the Greenlight Fund. So, hey, if you're a magic content creator 
and you've got a giant idea or a small idea or you just want money, feel free to join the creator program and then pitch it to them. You never know. They might throw money at you for your idea. If you've already got a giant audience, they're probably going to fund you anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, so for $5,000, we could get 400 hours of Chewie playing Arena. Uh, No, that does not scale the way you think it does. (laughs) Conversion's rough. That stuff scales in an exponential fashion. <laughs> it's it's not. Notice that I said $100 for an hour, and four hours was $500. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, yeah you yeah. did. I was going to try and game the system and just buy an hour four times. N- no, no. Hmm. Doesn't work that way. Unless they're what like if a I buy it by the minute, does that help? Uh, for $20, I will play for 10 minutes. Ooh, what if I direct challenge you? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this really probably isn't for anybody watching or listening to this, but hey, it's a thing. I'm sure that there are some creators out there who are like, oh my god, I have an idea, and somebody will, will get their, their nonsense uh, uh, funded. When you see this happen, let us know. Yeah. Because I want to actually see this since, like I was mentioning the clues before, um, last year Watsi was like, hey, send us your pitch, and we'll, you know throw in some money to make your store a better place. And I don't recall anyone ever mentioning that again. So if that happened and I missed it, then okay, cool. But I just want to know. I actually want the part twos to these stories because I assume Watsi would throw them all over the world if they actually happen. Oh, yeah. They had the, the store improvement thing for the platinum stores or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I don't recall hearing about it ever again. No. So I don't, I don't know. Like, it may have happened. It may take a long time. I got no idea. But... For what they're talking about here, same deal. If Watsi is making a big slush fund, I would like to hear how it ends up being spent because I think now, that would be really neat. I, I have to say on this, uh, I was rather surprised, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago when uh, Graham Stark from Loading Ready Run announced that they were no longer partnering with Watsi to do Friday nights, that they were going to continue doing Friday nights but not in partnership with Watsi and that they weren't sponsoring it anymore. And I was really surprised by that because I think Friday nights was uh, really good. I think a lot of people watched it. I think it uh, worked well as a promotion vehicle. And I'm like, that's really weird that Watsi would pull out of that. I'm confused. But now we have this announcement and now it starts to make a little bit more sense. What's weirder to um, me is that Watsi pulled out of it and they didn't just stop the series. Yeah, well, uh, the Loading Ready Run guys like it, so... I guess. That sounds like a pretty good deal for Watsi. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, th- this idea that they're that in theory, well, we don't know how it's going to work in practice, but in theory, that they're going to use the funds that were going to established large channels and use them to try and sponsor fresh new faces is neat. I'm saying this is neat. Did they have Friday nights before Watsi sponsored it? I don't. Uh, I seem no. to remember the first episode being on the Watsi website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I believe it was sponsored from the beginning. Yeah, but I'm my point sure. is, you know, we we made this we made this joke that oh look at these these things that their money used to go to and they're all these big established streamers, big established outlets. Yeah, it'd be neat if that was going to go to, not the big established outlets. It would be nice. Yeah. So here's hoping that they don't just give it all to, I don't know, Brian Kibler to stream Arena or something. Hmm. I know that's not what this is for, but have you seen Brian Kibler? Ooh. Mm. I have. 
Don't you just want to give him money? I mean, I don't, but... <laughs> I do want to pet his dog, though. That's fair. So anyway, let's move got, on. Did, did that get weird? I feel like that got weird. Because I want to pet his dog? No, Shira's adorable. Just saying. Felt felt like it got weird. <laughs> well, now you're making it now weird. Now it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's certainly weird now. Look, it's so weird we're going to New Jersey. How does that make you feel? That's even weirder. That's very strange. So. What exit? Let's go to New, this one. Uh, so, yeah. Grand Prix New Jersey happened. And boy, did it ever. So, apparently in the main event, there were 1,436 competitors. Which was the, the maximum amount. Because we'll yeah. get to this more in a minute, but... So did it literally have all the competitors that it could? Is that a reference to something? No, it's just... Oh, okay. And I, just it says it was a sold-out Grand Prix, and it had 1436. So I'm guessing 1436 was, was it. That was the cap. That sounds right. Yeah. But it was a, uh, a limited GP... Which means, thank goodness, we have nothing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Isaac Krut, let's say, won. Krut? Krut? It's one of those. With his weird 40-card deck. How strange. Uh, second place was Christian Trudel, or Trudel, I don't know which. Uh, third and fourth were Colin Roundtree and Terrence Campo. Yeah. And then fifth through eighth, in no particular order, were Andrew Ellen Bogan, Chaz Hinkle, Jordan Berkowitz, and Alexander Rosedahl. So, yay, limited. Hooray. So that's pretty sweet. Um, again, there's so, a whole lot of nothing to talk about as far as that. Yeah, but it, it got me to thinking. So a ton, a ton of people showed up for this, right? Yeah. It was, it was literally a capacity... Like we can't let any more of you in is what it is what it boiled down to. Yeah. And I was just remembering, uh, you know, I went to a GP in uh, in Jersey once. Ooh, I did two once. It was Legacy. Yeah, yeah, that's the one and I was at. It was the one, two, three, four. It was like the fourth biggest tournament. It was the fourth biggest GP ever. Yeah, and it was the Behind biggest Vegas. Legacy event ever at the time. I think right. Yeah, but behind GP Vegas in 2015, mm -hmm. no, 2014, yeah, no, no, 2015, which was limited. GP Vegas uh, uh, in 2013, which was limited. Richmond, I think. Richmond, which, was, which modern. was modern, and then Legacy, which was which is the fourth. So uh, it appears that folks in Jersey really like to play Magic is the first thing I was going to mention. But as I was looking at this list, because I just went to the Wikipedia article for list of Magic the Gathering Grand Prix events, and you can actually sort it by number of players. So you can just get, you know, in, in the order. And it would appear that you got to go pretty far down that list before you get to anything from 2019. Well, yeah. That all of these, all these record-smashing events were... Several years ago is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, tournament attendance uh, in recent years has seemingly, at least for Magic Fest and GPs, has seemingly been on the on a downturn. Yeah, that's the that's the point I was I was making. Part of that is because the formats keep getting broken and unfun. Uh, 
part of it is because there are other there are like the Star City events and whatnot, to, so people don't have to go to GPS. Uh, there are a variety of factors, but <clears throat> notice the first events. one I mentioned was yeah. that formats kind of keep getting bad. And how many players were in the first GP? The first GP ever? Yeah. I don't know, like 12? I don't know. I don't know, like six? I'm told it had at least eight to fire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If that was, let's see now, if this list is correct, uh, I think that was Amsterdam in 97 uh, in March, and it was 330 players. There you go, then. There you go. Come for stuff. Hear magic trivia. Hear other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's that. But there's there's more going on here. So let's check out Channel Fireball's Twitter account. Yeah, let's. Uh, you see here a tweet from Channel Fireball from the 23rd of January, which was Thursday. The Grand Prix at MTD, MTG New Jersey is completely sold out. As are the constructed and limited Fnatic packages and the Command Zone three-day passes. Not to worry, there's still plenty of scheduled and on-demand events all weekend. So that was Thursday. Okay? Okay. On Friday at 7.04 p.m., update, it's going to be a busy Saturday morning. Due to space constraints, registration for the following events will be restricted to those with limited Fnatic vouchers. And it listed a 10 a.m. sealed, a 10.30 a.m. to at a giant sealed, and a 2 p.m. sealed double up. So they're starting to run out of room here. Then we've got a tweet, uh, 7.04 a.m., so 12 hours later, on uh, the 25th, which was Saturday. Uh, reminder, registration for the following events. Oh, it's the same thing. If you have limited Fnatic vouchers, head to the red side events registration decks to sign up. Okay? So then, at 11.16am, update for MTG New Jersey. Until further notice, registration for all scheduled and on-demand events is limited to those with Fnatic vouchers. This only applies to new registrations. If you've already registered for a scheduled event, even without a voucher, you're still in it. I mean, there were so many people playing Magic at this event in New Jersey that they couldn't let people play Magic. Yep. It's a good problem to have. Unless you're one of those people who showed unless up. you're the one with the problem. Unless, I guess say, unless you're the one who wants to play. and then Yeah. yeah. So, like, this is, uh, this is massive. Like, so, was this at a smaller location? Uh, MTG I, Dad, I, you're, you're there. I was going to say, I think there were some complaints about that, that it wasn't... Because, that... like, 1436, while big for recent time period, that's not a lot of Magic players, like, on the in the grand scheme of things. Same one as last time. Wait, what's last time? I don't, I don't, that doesn't tell the, me anything. The last event there? Like, they, oh, they really need a new venue. Okay. Like, I'm looking over the, the floor plans and stuff for the Meadowlands Exposition Center, and 
it doesn't look like it's suited for an event on the scale that we've started to see for especially limited GPs. Um, hey, Clues, especially does, does that Wikipedia huh? page have locations listed? Yeah, yeah, I'm going. I'm going back and checking. Okay, thank you. Keep going, Bill. Uh, so, like, I'm just looking over it because you know you Google its name, you find it. They dump the floor plans out there. Um, this is not a ton of space, and when you factor in that they're also going to have booths, they probably got you know prizes and promos and random other stuff like that in there, and just rows and rows of tables. Like, they probably did get about every foot they could out of it. So, yeah. The prize wall was out in the foyer. Wow. I mean, I think you'd have to at that point. Let's see. Now, the previous GP New Jersey was 1409. Oh, go back to the big one, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm working my way back. Stand by. Standing by. Redhead, standing by. Indeed you are. Wait, you're sitting. You don't know that. You can't see below here. I call shenanigans. Shenanigans is busy. They're not going to answer. Okay, GP New Jersey before that was 1130. Yeah, they just need a bigger venue. So, um, MTG Dead, were they in the big, big room? Like, obviously, I guess they'd have to be to fit this. 1622 back in uh, March of 2017. Yeah, but what about the big one? Yeah, I'm working my way back. I didn't want to sort this because it does it all wonkified. Okay, so... You can control F and search for New Jersey, right? No, I can't. I'm scrolling. Oh, my God. Thanks for good radio. No. Yeah, wonderful radio. So... <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, the 4,000 player of it. That's what I want to know, but Clues can't yeah, control F. Yeah, it was, it was F. like 4,000. Yeah. Yeah, but was that at the Meadowlands or was that somewhere 4,003. else? 4,003. I don't know because uh, it doesn't tell me that. Okay, so like I said, I'm looking at the floor plan for this thing and... The maximum seating that they have for the main room is 5,000. That's theater chair next to chair seating. Not tables in the way, not spreading people out, not doing side events and other stuff. It's just 5,000 people. Not vendors. Not vendors, none of that. Just seats. So if you factor in that there would be tables in between all of these people, that's going to take up a lot of space. Uh, when clues. you throw in the extra rows and stuff, too. Yes, sir. Was the big one in 2014? Uh, the big one was, in fact, in 2014. All right. That was at the New Jersey Convention and Exposition Center in Edison. Yes. That sounds that sounds very familiar. So that okay, is so not the same place. Let me ask you this, then, um, MTG Dad. Judging by this massive floor plan, this giant facility has two bathrooms. Is that true? Oh, that sounds horrible. I see two labeled bathroom sets. (laughs) Yeah, I bet they'd be a little rough if there's only the two. Um, Yeah, Yeah. this just doesn't look like it's meant for a large-scale magic event. If they had 500 people or so, like, sure, but they were probably squeezing everything they could in there. Yeah, Channel Fireball like, needs to fix that. I mean, they definitely need to now. Yeah, I I will say that there are a very limited number of venues in places that are actually well configured for this kind of an event. 
I think but another you, thing to... Like, when you try to squeeze this many people into a venue that's not meant for it, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. For whom? Anyone. Like, Channel Fireball, I'm sure they made their money, but everyone hates them now. That had oh, to now? sit through that. <laughs> well, it raises the question of, um, because this happened, if they schedule another magic event in that venue in the future, will these people still go because it's still the big magic event in town and just hope that if they get there early enough, they get in? Or will they be like, that's not worth it for me because that's kind of bad. Like, to run venues for, you know, Predicting attendance at magic events is hard, and it's, you know, generally something you go off of past numbers. But, yeah, like, if you realistically want to be able to support a 2,000-plus person event, you're going to be going to the venues that car shows rent. And they're very, very expensive. So then if you don't have those people show up, you're eating a lot. Yeah. So turning some people away and saying, look at us, we were at capacity is often a better move than actually planning for where you could be. And that's a sucky nature of the business. But like other groups have found ways to do this in the past. You just have to do more research and planning and make the limit very, very clear in advance. So as a <clears throat> let's 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 do some uh, some honest talk here, right? As a business, and they are a business, Squeeze is totally right. They're, they're better off turning a modest number of people away than renting out too big of a place and staffing too big of a place and then just not getting their turnout. They also have to book all of these places months and months and months in advance. Now, suppose, and I'm, I'm not saying that this was going to happen, but suppose that this latest set was a dud and nobody wanted to come. That's a problem, right? Like a big money loss problem. So I I can see being more conservative. I mean, I'm not necessarily trying to defend Channel Fireball here. I've got no horse in this race. I can see from a business standpoint, just wanting to stay on the more conservative side rather than let's just see how big we can make this. True. Just go, yeah, we know we can we can pretty much sell this place out. And then when you go a little over, eh, okay, we'll turn some people away. Does it suck? Yes. But again, they're, they're in the business of making money doing what they do. Hmm. Yeah. There's also just the fact that as mentioned, typically for venues this big, you're renting them out 10 months to a year in advance or doing multi-year contracts. And they were really counting on there being something coming out right now, considering where we all were a year ago with our confidence. They were probably like, uh, what if people actually go gung-ho arena? Like for reals. Like I can understand, like, cause remember where we were this time last year, they might've been a little more bare than bull on it. Was this time but... last year when we, when MTG cast exploded? Yes. Or was that two years ago? No, that was last year. Yeah. When MTG cast exploded and no one actually knew what was going on because they hadn't made a lot of announcements yet and no one knew most of what was going on with Magic. 
And then they released that trailer. Um, which, you know, clarified everything. But, yeah. Like, I think they probably were just, you know, underestimating on this one. We'll see what they do next. I think that'll be where we find out. But if they chose to do the same thing again, I could see that still happening. It depends on the pricing and the other things that we don't know in public. So... Business decisions were made. Here are the consequences. By the way, that that trailer that he was talking about was the everyone will know trailer. Yes. Yeah. There were noticeably less than 5,000 people in that trailer, so maybe they went based on the trailer. Only Watsy staff will show up. And one random celebrity. And and random pro Jared, who turned out to be a douchebag. Hey, how about that? Uh... (laughs) Uh, now, there's more to talk about with GP to Jersey. And we have a post here on Reddit, uh, that says, Magic Fest New Jersey sucked for judges too. And the post was made by MFNJ Judge. So clearly someone didn't want to get caught, uh, talking smack. So they made a new account. But, uh, yeah, this was terrible for judges too, apparently. It turns out uh, Channel Fireball cut judge pay at the start of the year. So that's nice. Uh, Don't forget that Channel Fireball isn't paying for hotel or travel. Yeah, I was going to say. So there there is often this belief, and I'm I'm sure it's not for many listeners to this show, any longtime listeners to the show, because we've talked about it on a number of occasions. There's this longtime belief that, oh, man, those judges, they're just rolling in it. They're just, look at that. They get to... They get to hang out and do magic all weekend and they get paid for it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but... Rolling in those promos, right? It's not. It's not great. It's not great at all. So uh, the the pay used Wait, to be... Clues, hang on. Yeah? Can yeah, someone yeah. go ahead and get Ladder 49 uh, yeah, somebody, uh, uh, on the way? On we're going we're gonna to need a couple right. of ladders to get me back. All right, go, go for it, Clues. Um, so the pay used to be, uh, I mean, okay, long long ago, in the before times, uh, you would get paid in product, and then as a thank you from Watsy, you would also get uh, judge promos. And in general, if you were the kind of person who wanted to sell your product and sell your promos, you could probably flip those that weekend to vendors in that hall or to other people who just wanted to pay you cash with them. And you could probably come close to breaking even... Maybe, maybe even scrape by with a little extra money if you were willing to like bunk five people to a room and you all carpooled there. You could probably pull that off. But of course, uh, a while back, Watsy did a couple of things. One of the things they did is they got rid of the judge promos, uh, and they did that for reasons. Uh, the other thing they did is the product that you were given, the booster boxes that you were given, uh, were furnished by Watsy to the tournament organizer in order to compensate the judges. They don't do that anymore either. So literally 100% of your com- compensation is now coming from the TO. So prior to this year, so just before, uh, you were getting $150 a day plus two booster boxes. Now it's $125 per day. Per day. Uh, now it's $125 and two booster boxes. And that sounds, you know, to, to, to a lot of folks, a lot of grinders, they're like, hey, man, that's awesome. 
well, yeah, but you're not playing magic. You're working and you're working your butt off all day and they're not paying for your hotel room and they're not paying for your travel. That's all on you. And so again, if you wanted to carpool with a bunch of people and sleep like five to a room, sure, you might be able to scrape by with that. But how many weekends can you sustainably do that? Because you've got to be there. You may have to be there for setup, quite frankly. So Friday, uh, or if the, if the tournament or if the magic fest starts on Friday, Thursday night, uh, and you got to be there before players show up and you're there well after players leave. So if you've ever watched uh, a top eight and in the background, there's like nobody in the hall except the judges because yeah. they're there helping tear stuff down and, uh, you know, put tables and chairs away and move product and pack up the stage. And they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. It is a long, long day. So the guy who posted this or gal who posted the person who posted this, cause we obviously don't know anything about them except for the throwaway account that they, uh, that they made, uh, 14 hours was their shift on Saturday. That's, that's 14 hours walking on concrete in between rows of magic players, picking up your damn trash from the table tent because you don't understand what a trash can looks like. <laughs> now you probably got a lunch break in there for about 30 minutes. Hope there wasn't a line at concessions because that's all you really had time to get to. It's, uh, it's rough. It is really, really rough. It is hard work. It's punishing Frankly, it's a grind, just an absolute positive grind. Judges are not paid. Judges are not compensated nearly enough for the work that they do. Correct. And uh, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, why don't they unionize? Yeah, that that sounds a lot easier than it actually is to pull that off. So, yeah, I hear you. The the Judge Academy thing is for to try to. No, no. Let's be clear. Judge Academy, not a union, period. But is no, 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 not a union, but it's sort of. Yeah. But in theory, Judge Academy is, is, is going to advocate on behalf of judges. Now, yeah. I don't I don't know how much of that is happening. Uh, I'm I'm not really involved on either end of that. Uh, I know that if you actually scroll down in these comments on this Reddit thread, which normally I don't really recommend. No. But if you do, that topic is brought up a couple of times. Uh, so uh, I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is if if. You encounter a judge who is uh, working one of these big tournaments, particularly if it's late on Sunday, just say thanks. They really appreciate it because they're they're not getting compensated any other way. So just tell them, you know what? Thanks, judge. Thanks for all the work you do. Like there's no difference for a judge working a 14-hour shift or working an eight-hour shift. Yeah, there's no overtime. Yeah, you get your daily pay and that's it. So, and it says here, Channel Fireball Events has decided to stop pre-registering sealed pools, which is work that was done ahead of time. But now Usually by Channel Fireball, not by the judge staff necessarily. Yeah, so Channel Fireball doesn't do that anymore. So now the judges do stuff with the sealed and the pools and all of that. Yeah, it... It also just makes uh, the day longer because yeah. you've got Which, cool reg going on. as they pointed out here, doesn't cost them any more money because if you work the judges, all the judges, an extra three hours, who cares? Yeah. Also, I should be clear. I, I think that's 125 plus two boxes per day. I 
think it's unclear from this. It, I doubt it's per weekend. There's no way you could pull that off per weekend, right? I would hope not. That well, considering awful. the comment placed there was a 70% pay cut. That's 17% in case, yeah, because he mumbled. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm assuming by a 17% pay cut. That that's just per day. Yeah, That's just still the same per day, because otherwise that would yeah. be a much bigger number. And you would not yeah. lowball that in this post. Now let me let me be clear about a couple of other things, okay? Uh, the the judges who get who get paid this that is pay. Um, they have to report that on their taxes. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them don't. Taxes on this. A lot of them don't, but their taxes have not been taken out of this. You are essentially self-employed. You need to set money aside so at the end of the year you can give it to Uncle Sam. And uh, to be honest with you, a lot of that is part of why I stopped judging. It did not make any sense at all like it it was it was costing me way way too much to judge and it was frankly just brutal you're paying to be there and you're giving up your time off to do it yeah if you actually have a a a real job you know so you have your job monday through friday and then friday you get off work you pile in a car with like four buddies and you drive like seven hours to make it to this event uh where you you room in a hotel with uh three people who snore one of whom is on an air mattress that squeaks every time they move and you're on a couch that's not actually long enough for you to stretch out right and you get up in the morning having barely slept because again all those people you were just rooming with you show up at the venue at like eight maybe seven thirty, depending on your shift and you're pretty much there the entire damn day and when you get done you get done at like uh, nine maybe nine thirty, maybe 10 if you're not lucky now you've got to find food because you didn't have dinner. Yep. Then immediately try and go to bed again, get up the next day and do it again. And you've been on your feet the entire, I can't say that word day. It's painful. Honestly, I just couldn't take the punishment anymore. And yeah, it was, it's rough. And I have mad respect for those who continue to do it because they do it because they love the game. They love the community. They want it to succeed. None of them are getting rich. Absolutely none of them are getting rich at what they're doing. Yeah. They they do it out of love. Uh, also, this points out that the uh, the vendors were in the middle of the room instead of along the wall. Which is always great for logistics Which because seems... the stage is on one side and you gotta, you gotta get to those tables. It seems like an absolutely boneheaded decision. My best guess on that was that they thought they could use the vendors as a separator between the main event and the side events, but that's clearly not what happened. Well, that and uh, you know how they make their money, right? Uh, To be clear, clear, absolutely, to my knowledge, none of these folks like Channel Fireball or SCG, they don't actually make money from the tournament itself. Like entry fees do not pay for the tournament. They might come close to breaking even that way, but they're not making money on the weekend. The way they make money is because they've got that booth. And in that booth, they are either selling cards to people, which is certainly a revenue stream, but an even bigger revenue stream is they're buying cards from people that they then sell on their online website, which is where they actually make their money. Yep. The tournament is a way to facilitate uh, interest in the game, which generates sales, and for them to pick up singles at 
good prices for them. Maybe not good prices for you, but good prices for them. Oh, and as MTG Dad points out, and Channel Fireball Events makes money from the other booths that buy to have space because the other vendors who are not Channel Fireball are paying Channel Fireball to set up their booth. Yeah. Yeah, all tournaments ever have always been about marketing. Yeah. And again, it's not necessarily that this is a bad thing or that this is an evil thing. It's that this is a thing. This is the way that it is. They are a business. They have to make their money. Where do they make their money? Well, they cut whatever corners they can, and one of the corners that they've cut is judge pay. And I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna read I'm gonna read a, a little bit of a paragraph. These are not my words. These are someone else's words. Since Channel Fireball events cut pay, the quality of judges I've been working with has gone down too. We've lost a lot of the A-list judges over the last few years. Uh, and blah, 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 then talks about this, this event in specific. Look, the kinds of people who are willing to work for this little, there's, there's a reason you don't see a lot of judges who continue judging for very, very long time spans. It's usually a few years you get involved in it. It's fun. You meet a lot of great people. And I did, I met a lot of great people and I had a lot of fun but eventually it just becomes too much for you to take. You realize you are too damn old to lay on that couch that you don't actually fit on listening to that snoring in the middle of the night. And then you walk across the parking lot the next day and you get a different room by yourself. And I've done that. He has. Did I I lose a God awful amount of money going to that event? I did, but you know what? eventually you will realize that happiness consists in getting enough sleep. Just that and nothing more. So tell me, Clues. Yeah. Are you currently happy? Uh, No, because I'm not getting enough sleep. Exactly. Yeah, not nearly enough. And don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm, there's a non-zero chance that some of the guys that I was rooming with that weekend know who they are and are listening. I love you guys, but I can't. all he can stands he can't stands no more yeah Yeah. and i don't this is a long topic to 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 go off on but nothing else happened this week and this is important now it is it's easy to say well channel fireball should pay judges and they should but then the cost yeah the cost of the uh the GP goes up, and then people, players, complain about having to pay more to play in the GP. So, like, yeah. there's really, there's no way to make this work to make everyone happy. Either the no, judges so are miserable, or the players are miserable, or, like, they're both sort of miserable, as which is the case here. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's a really small margin business that you're dealing with here. Right. The, the TOs are not rolling in the dough either. Uh, but it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where else you can cut the, as, as the events get bigger, you need bigger venues. You need more staff. Those costs go up fast. The thing is, in my view on this one, if you're the organizer and your channel fireball and you know that the money is going to be an, buying the cards and selling the cards and the tournament is just a thing that pays for the venue. You probably don't care about the quality of the judges as long as something that resembles the job is getting done. 
because if the tournament is run poorly, the tournament's run great. Either way, people went, and they're going to go next time because it's the only game in town. And we don't really get any leverage in this one unless people don't go. But telling people not to go kind of sucks because you want to. It's a thing you want to do. Yeah. And since Channel Fireball gets to run, you know, all the events, which isn't true anymore, at least on a global scale, but like for most things relevant here, yeah, they run all the events. What leverage do you have? You don't go to the other one. Like, there isn't. So, here we are. Yeah. So, hey, uh, I, I just thought of something. I put it in the chat here. By the way, you should come and check out the chat. Um, we should try and spotlight uh, like positive things more often. And I'm going to do one of those right now. From all indications I've seen, uh, it's a really good set. Like the, the new set that, that just came out. Everybody really, really likes it. There. Ta-da. Yay. Gary's uh, back. I, I didn't get a chance to play, so... Uh, in the pre-release. Usually I play a pre-release, but I, I just didn't have time. Yeah, I had too much real-life stuff going on, and not enough money, it turns out, to actually make it to a pre-release, which is a, a bummer, because before all the real-life stuff happened, I really wanted to go to the pre-release. Like, bad. I was like, this set looks amazing! I can't wait to go to the pre-release! And then, you know, Nana died, and things and whatnot, and I'm like... And Brian's like, hey, you going to the pre-release? I'm like... No, <laughs> not, not as such. And uh, I'm sure that in time I will look back at that and go, damn, I wish I could have gone to the pre-release, which I already wish I could have gone to the pre-release. But yeah, otherwise I would have some sort of pre-release like, oh my God, this card is stupid or amazing or whatever. But I don't because I didn't go. Pre-releases don't happen in a vacuum. They're a choice that you make at a point in your life based on the options available and the situation you're in. So that's, that's true. A big thing. Yeah. Like I don't go to the pre-releases anymore because I don't want to play Magic. <laughs> I enjoy with... Magic in the Magic community. I don't actually want to play anymore. I am enjoying the rest of Magic. Which I enjoy the I've world been. building. And the so, stories. Well, I guess it's so enjoying all the all the stories and the books and oh. Oh. I liked the first of the recent books. Like the second one was garbage, but it became about telling you guys how it was garbage. So like I still got something out of it. Oh wait, um, did you did you read the Wildered Quest? Uh no, because it didn't get an audiobook. Oh it didn't? No. Oh. Balls. <laughs> I'm not gonna read an actual book. We don't do that anymore. Well, yeah, what are you, a pleb? Who has time for eyeballs? I have robot people read them to me. <laughs> I don't even turn off my own lights anymore. What? But Really? Yeah. You don't even flip the switch anymore? I don't have to. I have a robot that does that for but me. But just because you don't have to doesn't mean that you, you just don't? I don't need to, no. I, I say a thing when I get home and the monitors and the TV and everything that needs to come on comes on for me. And then it says something that doesn't make any sense in Japanese because it can't actually do Japanese. It, wait, is the thing that you say something like activate or? No, I just say I'm home and then oh. it all turns on. Boo. You need to make that something cooler. Oh, I've got a lot of things that I've programmed in that are cooler than that. I just also don't want to have that be the thing I say every day. 
<laughs> like you think me saying turn the lights red is the only thing that makes the lights turn red? No. I assume I assume red alert does that. Uh, that's already built in, so I didn't even have to okay. customize that. Really? Great. Yeah, it, huh. she plays the um, all the noise from Star Trek because one of the activation words is computer. So, Alexa, red alert. Captain. Ah, there it is. <laughs> Can you hear that? Is that coming through? Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't realize that. Uh, you could tell I don't talk to her much because it took her a minute. She's like, are you talking to me? You have a machine spying on you in your house that makes noises. It's great. It's great. So, I'm going to explain something to you about the machine spying on me clues. Yeah. Um. The trick isn't to not give it data. It's to give it so much junk data that it doesn't matter. Uh, you'd like to, the machines can sift through that, man. You think so. But the important thing is <laughs> I put one in my bathroom. So Jeff Bezos has to hear every time I flush a toilet if he wants to go through my data. <laughs> little things, man. Little things. Uh... But yeah, I've also just accepted that, like, you know, Skynet and whatnot. We're doomed anyway. I might as well not have to actually power my own lights. Yeah. <laughs> does it take more, like, energy to say it than it does to do this? No, because yeah. I'm right here. Speaking speaking of doomed, are, we feel like we're wandering into odds and ends territory. Here. We are, we actually, yeah. Actual news? That was a preview. No, well, we're it's done. Because our, our, our final thing to talk about was kind of a bummer, so we have yeah. to... This was that happy corner we where have to we're have talking banter. about the robots enslaving us and spying on us. <laughs> this is the happy part. Oh, boy. Uh, excuse me. Look, I'm happy that I live in the future. I have to enjoy it until the actual future catches up. <laughs> I'm out of both of my drinks. Huh. Cool. Well, I think we're done done. So I'll start the sign off. Does that work for you guys? Sure. All right. Wait, um, hang on. Do we and... know the short? I just made my my all my stuff on 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 Chrome disappear. Good job. Uh, okay. I don't like know what to call all it. your stuff. Like at the top. All my stuff. I've got my bookmarks bar. I've got my URL bar, here. and then I've got tabs. All the stuff that was between those just disappeared. What was between those? Because now I can't think of them because they're not there anymore. Um, I only have the three rows. Am I tripping? Am I tripping balls? I'm tripping I mean, balls. You might have some weird plugins that the government's spying on you a different way. I don't know. It might have been Red Alert that did it. Ah, it could have been. It's quite possible you're being boarded. That's kind of hot. I mean, depending. Question mark. <laughs> anyway. All right. Keep going. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at SqueeGoblinAbob. There's no Iron Goblin because it saw me not tweeting for a while and just left. Um, the last time I saw it, it said it was going to go to an event in New Jersey, but I haven't heard from it since. Maybe it's still in line. I don't know. Um, it's probably in line for the bathroom. I mean, yeah. That, that sounds likely. Um yeah, it's kind of evil. It might be one of those things that's like flipping the toilet paper over before leaving just to make everyone angry. 
Um, it's kind of chaotic like that. But yeah, that's about that. Like, we haven't done as many episodes lately. So if I go on a rundown of all the media that I've been consuming, it doesn't really work. But I'll say that to recap on something I touched on last time, like I did watch the last few episodes of Crisis. It was a lot of fun. It was exactly as nerdy as I expected. So I was happy with that. Um, now I'm making my way through the new season of Sabrina. So nobody spoil that for me. But I appreciate how far we've come from TGIF Sabrina. And it's oh, a very uh, different world. Spoilers, there are witches. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they're not any kind of witches. They're like the evil cliche witches, not the real ones. So that's special. Um, so wait, are you going to watch like the new Supernatural Nancy Drew too while you're at it? Not immediately. I don't think so. Okay, because like that... I have so many TV shows. I see that pop up because uh, uh, I've been watching stuff on the CW app. Yeah, and it wants to. It, it keeps desperately wanting me to watch it, and I'm like, "That looks actually pretty good, damn it!" <laughs> well, I think what happened was they did Riverdale, and they managed to sell people on Archie again. Yeah, and so now they're like, "What else can we do?" Because they've already got Josie and the Pussycats on Riverdale, oh, and okay. I don't think they're going to do live action Sonic the Hedgehog because someone else is already doing that. <sighs> so they're kind of running out of properties fast. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I've been enjoying watching my way through Sabrina. That's been special. Uh, I'm only one episode in, but there's like seven more. So that's cool. Um, and before I hand it over to clues, now that it's been a month, I'll say I didn't like the new star Wars movie. And I think the Witcher is overrated. Go clues. All right. Hey, uh, if you want to hear more from me, I'm on Twitter. I'm at lock spelled just like it is in the show notes. Um, I'm going to actually kind of side with squee here. I enjoyed the Witcher, but uh, the further I get from actually seeing uh, The Rise of Skywalker, uh, I don't think it was all that good. Hmm. But but there it is. Um, I won't go through all the media I've been consuming either, but I will say this. And if you'd like to know more, you're just going to have to check out the odds and ends for this episode. Because I will talk about it there, but not here. I've been working my way through uh, the Orville. And I think it's the best Star Trek since The Next Generation. So there you go. I know it's a controversial Better than opinion. Galaxy Quest? I know it's a controversial opinion. And, he meant uh, show. That's, that's yeah, I know what he meant. I, I, I did mean show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just have to remind people that Galaxy Quest is the movie that keeps the even odd thing working. Also, also, if you like some of that other Star Trek better, uh, that's fine. I'm not saying it's bad. And I'm not saying you can't like it. We don't have to have an argument. Go and enjoy the thing you enjoy. Yeah. And take it away, Chewy. So Clues goes, this is my opinion on Star Trek. And someone goes, so what? You hate Star Wars? And Clues is like, I didn't say, I didn't say anything about Star Wars. Someone else pops up with, what about Battlestar Galactica? And now there's a fight and Clues is just standing there. That's yeah, Twitter, by the way. That's yeah, how Twitter works. Too. That's yeah. how what? What was that, Bill? That's just how Dragon Con works. Ah. Huh. Yeah, you want to see, like, the closest thing to real life, the Warriors with people in weird outfits taking sides yeah just throw that in a room like you want to talk get on an elevator and shout something on your way out that's how you do it oh uh, also babylon 5 was way better than ds9 there i said it uh okay i have not seen either of these so i will just go all right fair uh how about i'm glad that firefly only got one season because if there were more he just would have screwed it up yeah he would (laughs) 
There so is hard. A, definitely a non-zero chance so hard. That, that is the case. <laughs> I'm telling what you. What we got was amazing, though. There's an alternate yeah. universe where Heroes is remembered fondly for one season, and Firefly <laughs> is considered garbage. <laughs> like, uh, that's dude. out there. Oh, man. So anyway, hi, I'm Chewy. And, and this is my channel here at twitch.tv slash themanapool. This is where I stream things. Uh, recently, I streamed the Hearthstone new Galakron's Awakening uh, solo adventure, uh, which I will do again next week once it comes out. Uh, I also, oh my god, this is actually big news for this channel. I streamed, hey Bill, nice shirt. I streamed uh, Skyrim for the first time. All of it? God, no. That's not even possible. <laughs> which which platform? Uh, PC. Uh, I was going to guess your watch, because it's out for everything. Uh, no, I don't have a watch. <laughs> oh. I don't wear watches. What am I, a pleb? It's like Bill reading books. <laughs> hey, I've got a watch. It talks to my phone. See, you don't have a watch. You have a, a small computer. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, that's not a watch. It's watch best feature is that it vibrates instead of making noise for alarms. That's kind of hot. That is helpful. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, so yeah, I streamed Skyrim. I wanted to stream Skyrim last year, and I installed the Skyrim Special Edition and played it for about an hour and realized I had a killer headache. And then I, I enlisted the aid of people to try to help me figure out why it's giving me a headache. Because I've been playing video games since I was like seven. I turned 40 this year. I have never had a video game give me a headache. And it wasn't like just a headache. It was like an eye strain thing. Like, and I, I, I figured it out. It was turning my character left and right. Hurt me for some reason. Something about that game hurt me. And I tried all kinds of things to try to alleviate that. And it just, it, nothing helped. So earlier this month, I, uh, I installed the normal edition or old rim as it's called. And uh, accidentally played for three hours in a test session. And I went, wait, that didn't bother me at all. What? So, yeah. Then I, I picked it up and streamed and accidentally streamed for about six hours. With uh, to playing Skyrim. So, yeah. So, on this channel, twitch.tv slash themanapool, what I will be doing is whenever I'm, I just want to stream something chill and not for YouTube content... It's going to be Skyrim. Because that game is stupidly, stupidly massive. And if you don't know Skyrim, come watch. Because it's, it's a giant, unfathomably huge and detailed fantasy world that like has NPCs that are actual people. You know, compared to, like, Grand Theft Auto, where they're just things that walk along the street for you to run over. These are actual people with personalities and stories and whatnot. Oh. And there's a gazillion of them, and it's... I will... I Okay, on the 360 years ago, I played this game for, like, hundreds of hours. I didn't touch either of the two big story-based DLCs, and I never beat the main story. I played for hundreds of hours. <laughs> Plural. It's a Matrix. So, yeah, that's that's going to be fun. And the best part is I actually had a steady audience for the entire six-hour stream. So that was pretty great. So, yeah, I'm going to walk around and Dragonborn at people. So if that sounds entertaining at all, uh, keep an eye on the social medias because I'll tweet whenever I'm going to do it. 
Because it's a lot of fun. Because chat can be like, hey, I think you should go do these quests. And I'll be like, okay, let's go do those quests. Because there's so much, I will literally never finish. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. Uh, so yeah, Hearthstone and Skyrim. And soon, I'm going to be starting Untitled Goose Game. Which I'm very excited about. <laughs> See? Because it's a, uh, how do you put this uh, nicely? Internet it's a, simulator. It's an asshole goose simulator. That too. Yeah, because you're a goose who is an asshole <laughs> and is terrorizing a small town. So yeah, it's great. So I'm going to start that very soon. Yay! And I've also got other stuff I'm going to be starting soon, but I've actually got a whole Chewy vlog that I'm probably going to do tomorrow about... The previous year, 2019, on the Mana Pool, and then 2020 on the Mana Pool. So, at least that's that's the hope. to get, I can do that tomorrow. So, yay! Or today, if you're watching this on YouTube the day it goes up, which is, well, today, for those of you watching now. Or it could have been yesterday if you're watching this a day later. Or it could have been last week if you're far behind. Or if you randomly found this in, like, 2024... What? YouTube is still please around Please tell me it's better. Yes, please. Please tell us in the comments below the video how it is better now. Please do. Please. Yeah. I'll I don't be believe that YouTube is still going to be around in 2024. But I don't I don't think they'll still allow comments. Uh, that'd be an improvement. <laughs> that, that would be an improvement actually. I would take that. But anyway, so yeah. That's that's that. There's there's twitch.tv slash the mana pool. There's uh, youtube.com slash the mana pool where uh, we've got uh, Link's Awakening is finishing up. Finally. I love that game. So that that's finishing up. The uh, Galakron's Awakening stuff for uh, Hearthstone is going up. And then assorted other things coming up soon. So yay. I'm very excited. But yeah. Also the mana pool podcast and monday night magic let's not forget those those are important but anyway yes yeah, so manipool productions is a patreon sponsored endeavor sponsored by people just like you and in fact some of you what uh if you go to patreon.com slash the you can sign up to become a manipool lifeguard which will get you a variety of perks you can get youtube videos and manipool episodes early you can get the odds and ends, which I'm slowly getting caught up on, finally. Thank goodness. Uh, I, I'm looking over there because I've got a, a list of which shows still need to go up and the ones that are crossed off, and it makes me happy because I cost three of them off today. Yeah! Hmm. Um, and you can also sign up to be a Mythic Lifeguard and get the sponsorship shout-out on both podcasts and on the end screen for all YouTube videos. So, to that end, I'd like to thank our Mythic Lifeguards. <clears throat> Jason Doan, Kim Ho, Andrew Hunt, Al, Lance Delicious, Team Yohellas, how are you? Connor Kennedy, John Morris, Alex Gonzalez, Scuzzo, Jeff Spencer, Stuart Slaw, PJ McMullen, Sophia Bertain, Casey, Fayen Says, Danny Liao, Cody Buckowing, <gasps> Jake Jansons, Jason Kaus, Gothic Man, John Parker, Violet Moon, Aleph Cat, The Beardy Man, Dan Holm, whose email address now has weird stuff in front of it. That's weird. Uh, Bartle, Backwards Logic, and the Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine. 
So thank you all so very much for your support and to everyone at every tier uh, as a lifeguard. Uh, I quite literally could not do this without you because I've got the one YouTube video every day. I've got the two podcasts a week when there's stuff to talk about. And I've got um, streams throughout the week. So yeah. And then I, I just punched my desk. Ow, that hurt. Mm. Take that desk. This is the desk you helped me put together. This be a lesson to you. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah, I invited him over. Dude, you want to come hang out? Because he was like driving through. I'm like, you can help me put my desk together. And he was like, great. I mean, Thank, I did. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> we listened to a soundtrack. It was fun. What soundtrack was it? I'm trying to remember. It feels like it might have been Guardians or something. I think it was. Yeah, it was was yeah. it the first? I think it was both Guardians movies, wasn't it? Um, I think we um, pulled up a playlist and it happened to have both of them, so we just rolled with it. Yeah. That was good times. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, you should come over and help me put more stuff together. I mean, is there Guardians music? We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> I don't have anything to put together, but you know. I just drove by Kernersville on Saturday, and I didn't even stop. You didn't even tell me. Yeah, I know. It's because I was on my way to a wedding, and then on my way back from a wedding and tired. We could have, you could have bought me dinner. Uh, not during a wedding. We could, No, after the wedding. After the wedding was midnight. That's why I didn't stop. I was up. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I wasn't going to buy you dinner at midnight. We could just skip straight to the sex, then. It would have <laughs> been fine. Oh, no. Fool me <laughs> once. Anyway, Guardians of the Galaxy is a great soundtrack. Um, <laughs> thank you for watching and go something something yeah this has gone on long enough so thank you all so very much for joining us for Monday Night Magic number 679 uh, yeah th this that's us thank you all so very much and go play some magic <laughs>